can I get posty? I'm gonna get the stick. Got this tractor stick. I already started the recording, so it's recording. Woo! 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 Make lots of noises. Good job, Kitty. Good job, Felicity. Good job, Felicity. What movie did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Parasite. And we're going to have a fun analysis of it, because I'm in pretty heavy drugs right now. <laughs> drugs so, make everything better, right? Um. Well, they did help my head well good today that's why we put them on in you yeah yeah to help your head you have a head day yeah so parasite parasite as always we have all the spoilers we have no done no preparation we just show up for movies and then then we we talk talk about about them them for an hour or so what we do time limit (laughs) we can talk for 20 minutes if we need to we just bring our general background knowledge of film and storytelling how stories work. Yes, and some loose knowledge, contextual knowledge, usually. Yeah, which means we have the Wikipedia page pulled up. <laughs> yeah, but we are, t- I mean, we know the director. You yes. know the director better than, yeah. than well, I do. Yeah, well, I've seen many Whose of his names, films. I've already lost his name. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho. It's, yeah. yeah, it's hyphenated on his website, or on Wikipedia. Um... Yeah, he made he's made lots of good movies that I've liked. Um, he made The Host was the first movie of his that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that I did was, not see that. Yeah, it was it was a movie in the vein of like kaiju movies, mm-hmm. um, right? Like Godzilla and other giant monster movies, but in a way that I feel like was in conversation with the genre. Okay. Um, and then the only other one of his that I've actually seen is Snowpiercer. I have others on the list like Okja. I keep wanting to see Mother. I want to see, um, but I haven't actually watched him. Snowpiercer I was saw Snowpiercer was real good. That. I really enjoyed Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Another uh, class allegory. There, Not allegory, there was, but there was class allegory in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Yes, no. <laughs> and also in Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer had allegory? <laughs> yeah. Both kind of dystopian worlds of, of different uh, different kinds. Yeah, Yeah. so this is the first, um, I don't know if it's, I, I doubt it's his first um, film that he's made that didn't have any sort of like supernatural or science fictional stuff in it. I don't know, um, but it was the first one of his that I saw that didn't have any of that. So that was interesting. Because I kind of went in a little bit expecting something... I mean, something weird happens. Well, I didn't know anything about this film. I keep seeing it on lists of best of Mm -hmm. 2019. Yeah. Uh, So my background knowledge was thinking it was a horror film about an actual parasite. Oh. Like... Sure. Like it was going to be a Korean horror film. Um... Like a parasite as in like a a bug bug. inside your body. A bug. Totally valid. Um, Yeah. In the last few days as we've been thinking about the movie more, I thought maybe it wasn't about a bug anymore. Well, I think, I don't know if I told you, I had a dream a week or two ago, because I knew this movie was meant to be, not meant to be seen all, yeah. Uh, 
people were encouraging others to see this movie knowing as little as possible. Exactly. So you uh, go in it. thinking it's it going to be, be a Korean horror film about yeah. a bug. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Well, so I had a dream where I spoiled the movie for myself in the dream. Uh-huh. And I got real mad when I woke up for having the movie spoiled. Was it true? What, Not even a dream? little bit. <laughs> um, so weirdly... So here's what I dreamed, um, which is not what happens in the movie. We'll get to what happens in the movie in a sec. Um, I dreamed there was a family that was very wealthy. And so, so far, pretty accurate, although not in any ways I expected. And the, like, dream that I had was that they made their wealth by kidnapping a young woman and soaking... Her in wine and then selling that wine for large amounts of money. That's the thing my brain made up. <laughs> cool. I I don't know where that came from, but I woke up and I had that in my mind and I was real mad because my brain spoiled the movie for me. And then I realized, but well, not Kevin, to worry. Kevin, your brain made it up. Your brain doesn't brain know what actually up. happened. It's not. <laughs> Uh, is this genre wise being put on horror lists or just? Um, I haven't seen it on horror lists, but I don't follow the horror sphere a lot, so I don't know. It's just been on a general best of list. It's yeah. got an Oscar nod. I tried playing feather stick with her, well, and she, she wants distracted. to attack she to my bite. arm. That's what we do. We, we attack and we bite. I tried during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's nominated for best picture and best director and best screenplay original. Um, and maybe best international film. Yeah, I think it was. I on think it was on that list as well. Um, which is again rare for a film to be on both of those lists. It was on Obama's list. Oh, good. Uh, and and he, Obama even had some TV shows that were as <laughs> as, well, powerful as, as powerful as, as films. <laughs> <laughs> good thing we don't pay him to be a TV critic. We don't. We don't pay him to do anything critic. anymore. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, as powerful as movies. It's <laughs> uh, good tweets. Um, so yeah, I, like, this very much felt like the other um, Bong Joon-ho films that I've seen, in that it kind of defies genre characterization, yeah. and kind of defies, like, what your expectations are going to be, um, because he blends, like, serious heavy stuff with humor and jokes and physical comedy um that was one of the things that was really stand out about the host when i saw it was that mm-hmm. it's like outright funny at places um or at least i thought so mm-hmm. well and, this film had outright oh yeah, funny this, this film was very funny it had lots of funny parts <laughs> it had lots of not funny parts yeah and it was yeah. able to move between those very effectively yes yeah, structurally, it was it was a slow burn for yeah. me. It's a, yeah. what I call a slow burn film, and it was reminding me, like it's doing its own thing. It's genre bending, defying, mm-hmm. but it was reminding me of like the invitation, which we watched yes. earlier. I, I see that connection where it's a slow burn. You're not really sure what's coming, and there's then some tension. Something bad happens, and every, mm-hmm. it's like a 180. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I was having sorry to bother you moments. Oh, and really? Like, That's interesting. Like like a just tomorrow kind of dystopian future uh-huh. of capitalism. Yeah. Um, 
And then probably us. I think now anything with basements is going to get me <laughs> to think of us. Be- anything creepy with basements, which... There's a lot of creepy there's basements. There's a lot of creepy, creepy basements out there. Yeah, we still need them. to watch uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's still on the list of movies we should oh, watch. Oh, yes. Movie. Yeah. Uh, it has a creepy basement. Um, that's not a spoiler. The movie takes place in a creepy basement. Um, so should we talk about what the movie actually is about? <laughs> yeah. Parasite. Uh, what is it about? What is it about? What is like, the parasite? It's a little Who bit Who is the parasite? You know, it's funny because I was watching it and I'm going like, well, they could have talked about what this movie was about, you know, up to a point at least. And I don't think it would have been a spoiler. Um, I think, I mean, I've heard it talked about in terms of is the parasite capitalism or humans? <laughs> and that is a fair description of the movie without yes. really spoiling anything. Yeah, although we're going to spoil things because we don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, um, we're going to spoil yeah. things. Yeah, no, I'd um, seen both of those sorts of things. Um, similar thoughts. Like, it's definitely about wealth and class and capitalism. Yeah, I'm wondering about the push at capitalism. I mean, uh, or if it's more of a class. I think thing. it's more class than it is capitalism. Yeah, I, I think yeah because because the kind of critiques it's making have been made for centuries, like yes. prior to capitalism. We can look like, uh, um, well, this isn't centuries, but I always go to, like <laughs> Downton Abbey and upstairs, downstairs. Yes. Um, that Which, kind of class. And that, and that sort of criticism um, of class as well. Right. Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the 19th century. Yes. Um, and then I think of Moliere and I think of Tartuffe and I think of the, mm-hmm. the foolish charlatan showing up and, and um, the the rich family, fooling the rich family. Yeah. Um, which... I mean, Moliere is about class. Yes, absolutely. Too. So those are things happening and, um, less in like this late stage capitalist moment, more dealing with divine right of kings mm-hmm. and and then the aristocracy coming oh. to power. So class. It just, it just so happens to be that when you're talking about class... Today. Today, you're probably also talking about capitalism because that's how the class structure of our society is codified. Yes. Is through that system. Yes. So, yes, I think more so he was pointing at class than... Well, then I just had, like, this, like, existential moment in myself, and I was like, am I really mad at capitalism, or am I mad at class? Like... You can be mad at both. I I know I can be (laughs) mad at both. They're both bad. Um... But these problems, at least in this movie, are not new. No. Um, although this was certainly a fascinating like exploration of them, um, and doing what what a lot of good allegorical movies do and take the metaphorical and make it literal. Yes, and I think in comparing it in my mind to "Sorry to Bother You," "Sorry to Bother You" was to me much like a capitalist dystopia. Yes, that could happen tomorrow. Yes, no problems. Yes, absolutely. Um, Whereas this this was not pointed at that as sharply. Yeah. I think it's it's teeth were on a different part of the beast. Yeah. Um, but you have um you I have think the, the first 
Oh, do you want to describe the well, movie? Well, no, go do your thing. We, we don't have to talk about the movie. We don't have to describe the movie. We can just talk about <laughs> we it. We don't have to talk weekly. about it. Do you want to hear about Felicity? We can talk yeah. about the cat. We can do it. Um, what were you saying? The first. The first bits of the movie were the clearly more capitalist to me. Like, the gigs. Putting together those pizza boxes. Yeah. I... Um, so, again, and thinking, like, what is this movie going to be about? Like, seeing the family putting together pizza boxes while their streets being fumigated, like, that was, my mind was going to, like, oh, Parasite, like, there's going to be something that's going to be related to these yeah. pizza boxes, and it's going to follow on. Uh, none of that happened. It yeah. was all, um, although that, that was a great visual image of the family folding pizza boxes. <laughs> right, to make some money yeah. in, like, a gig economy. Um, and then you have them parasiting uh, I'm making up that word. Yeah. For the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, Stealing get, everybody's Wi-Fi. Yeah. To get some. Trying to find the good. Well, because they couldn't pay for their Wi-Fi. Right. Their cellular. So they had to right. get it where they could. In their sub-basement, semi-basement apartment. Yeah. So those are the those are the parts that were really pointing. Yeah. Especially to capitalism, mm-hmm. the gig economy, and kind of what we're in now. Although, this Korean film, Korean economy and culture is going to be different yes. and we're going to read we're, it through, we're reading it through an american lens through an american lens so i'm very interested to see how it's like been received and yeah i i don't know like that's it's a good question audiences. and you know is, are there subtleties or distinctions that we're not catching i'm sure uh, but still very interesting film very good film i enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it mm-hmm. um in in that sort of space but of course we're also like I mean, it's making, in a very upstairs-downstairs way, it's making the class stratification very literal. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in a way that I expected. Um, in in the sense of upstairs-downstairs or Downton Abbey, there literally is an upstairs and a downstairs. And there is that here, but we don't see that till halfway through the movie. Um, it's more about, you know, pulling one over on them and the this core family being in not a position of power, but a position of control, maybe. Um, they're the ones driving the ship for the first time mm-hmm. in what feels like the first time in their life. Yeah. It's not made super clear. Yeah, the first half of the mil- film is more like a con job. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is going to be a movie about the little guy conning the rich guy mm-hmm. and, you know kind of the, the rich folks get their come up and, yeah. and you know cheer for the little guy well, and I especially expected that to go in that direction when um, they were hiring them setting the mom up to be hired from this quote unquote agency mm-hmm. the list or the mm-hmm. guest or whatever it was where they're like we need all of your financial records and all of your information I was really expecting it to become sort of this um you know, yeah, Ocean's Eleven almost style yeah, con job. Like, where there's going to be a deep plan, and there was going to be complicated things and unexpected changes, and all of those did turn out to be true, just in no way that was expected. Right, right, and also the rich family. Um, I mean, this is an interesting conversation we we're also having last week about the when would the rich go through being conned and scammed? Yes. Um, we've been thinking about in terms of companies yes. like all the $700 juicer uh-huh. that you could just squeeze the pouch itself and the like and the juice came out the fire festival <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, when it's when it's rich people being conned or scammed, we don't mind as much. Yeah, and the and the rich family here, I don't think come off as villains. They're not. No, at at most they're oblivious. They're just oblivious. Yeah, they're just they're unaware. Um, absorbed the movie, in their problems and letting the people around them come along for the ride without ever asking. Yeah. your your workers without ever seeing them. Yeah, like without ever very seeing literally them. never really seeing them. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the movie kind of even talks about that a little bit. Um, I feel like maybe it was the dad was talking about like the the difference in their problems and I maybe I maybe make which this. dad, Mr. Kim? Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim. I think he was talking about that at one point. Before we got to the the flood, Mister yeah. Park is the Mister Park is the rich dad. Is the rich dad, um, and Mister Kim, I think, was his actual name. Like he was, he was going yeah. by Kim. Yeah, yeah, that's the actual family name. Yeah, so mother Chung Sook, son Ki Woo, and daughter Ki Jong. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean they're they're literally invisible in the in the house. Yeah, um, and they sort of get that presence, and then we get like this pretty long scene in the middle. Um, oh no, that re- oh that's weird. I'm thinking about it now. We have the reveal of the guy in the basement before we get the sort of slapstick cleaning up the house mess. Right. Yeah. That feels like. Dramaturgically, it feels like I would put that first and let mm-hmm. the reveal come later, but he doesn't do that. But that adds to the tension oh, of the cleanup does. because, yes. oh god, there's these people there's in the basement. People here. <laughs> no, They're it works really out well. Us. Yeah, yeah, um, but there's that that sort of build because um, there's a secret guy in the basement. Um, spoilers, <laughs> and like that's. That's one of those things that, like, you read internet stories about every now and then. Like, oh, I found this man living in the walls of my home. Um, I don't know how true any of them are. It's always, like, a friend of a friend remembered a thing. Very urban legendy. Um, but there is this man living in the basement who mm-hmm. is the husband of the former housekeeper that they got fired. Right, right. So the ethical, I mean, that was one of the critiques happening, the ethics of, of this, the Kim family yes. kind of like slowly replacing the domestic workers in the house um, mm-hmm. and getting them fired and uh, not caring what happened. Mm-hmm. Kind of because they can't care. Yeah, they don't then have the they option to. Then they couldn't do it. Yeah. They couldn't take those jobs. That's, that's what I was trying to think about. When he was talking about the, um, the, the driver, he's like, oh, you think the other driver got a new job? You know, he's doing okay. Right. Probably not. In this, yeah. like, the economy they've they've set up is really hard to get a job. You mm-hmm. have to have a university degree. And, you know, a, a, a they said, said, you know, 100 people showing up, 500 people showing up for a security job. Right. With a, and you have to have a degree. Right. Uh, so it's hard. It's yeah. hard to get a job. So the, the, the domestic workers they push out are going to probably have trouble. Yeah. Well, and we see evidence of that with the first housekeeper. Right. When she comes back. She comes back. She's got like a gash on her face. Like she's, she's been beat up. Yeah. She's clearly been beat she's up. She's having a hard time. Zig Sook? 
couldn't. Uh, uh, Sook was the mom. Oh, that's right. She kept. Moon Guang. Um, and then Yunsei was the was her husband. Um, yeah, so like she was clearly not doing okay under the circumstances. <laughs> like that, it wasn't like oh she got another job. It's like no, the debt collectors are out. They're beating her up. Yeah, because they're... they're after her and and like. Not out of desperation, because she wanted to come back for her husband anyway. And it's it's not super clear, like, how long he was down there without aid. But it was at least a while. It was a few days. They um, and so that, like, it's it's almost the, the sort of, I don't want to say crabs in a bucket mentality, but the idea that no one, none of them can get out because they're all pulling each other down. Yeah. And the Kim family is hurting these other people as their only option to try and get up. Meanwhile, like, the main family is none the wiser and has no difference and well, doesn't right, really care. That's how this class structure is set yeah. up. You yeah. Know, let the low-wage workers compete against mm-hmm. each other and bring each other down. Yeah. All, All the while getting whatever you want. Yeah. Benefiting <laughs> the rich. Yeah. And and making up elaborate stories to do so. I mean, the the underwear in the back of the car was sort of a very easy one, but then replacing the housekeeper turned out to be a much more difficult thing. And they literally like poisoned her. Right, and, and it was kind of played for comedy. It was. It was. It was, it was played it was, for comedy, and it was it was funny in yeah. the moment. Yeah, uh, there were jokes. And, you know, throwing peach fuzz on her. Right, is amusing. Because it seems like a little thing to be allergic to, but anything you're allergic yeah, to, that's very it's a serious. Big deal. Um, but also, but also funny because it was the sort of small things played very dramatically, mm-hmm. like the slow motion shot of him walking up to the trash can to squirt the hot sauce onto D- the the napkin was yeah. was funny. Yeah, it was funny because it was overly dramatic for a relatively small act. It's all but meaningful. Right. Yeah. And it was funny to watch them manipulate the wealthy family mm-hmm. with all these suggestions because um, they just seem so gullible yes. to it. They just recommendations. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'll take that. Um, yeah. Well, and that's even how um, Kiwu or Kevin gets into the family originally by somebody else's recommendation. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll recommend you. And she's like, well, if you're recommended by him, I don't care about this document you forged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And put a lot of work into, yeah. And somehow thinking that they, uh, the Park family, were thinking they are safer with word of mouth references yeah. and recommendations than, I guess, Something hiring else. off of an ad or yeah, um, or from an agency. Um, yeah, fascinating film. <laughs> Just it's one of those you're gonna think about it. I did. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 you are going to think about it. We're going to think of more things to say tomorrow and next week. Oh, yeah, week no, that's, and... <laughs> that's absolutely, this is one of those movies that sticks in your head yeah. like a parasite. Mm. Um, I laughed. You yeah, asked me when we got in the parasite. car if I heard what the people behind us or in front of us were saying. Yeah. The, the two dudes behind us um, were struggling with the film a little bit. <laughs> Do they need to explain? <laughs> 
Well, one of them said, like, in the latter half of the movie, I think it was it was before the party. So I think it was, like, during the setup planning for the party. Mm-hmm. He just goes, this movie is so weird. <laughs> Didn't know what he was getting into. And it's not wrong. It's kind of a weird movie. Yeah, it is. And it, it has the sort of structure... Um, I was going to sound like a criticism. I don't mean it to. It has the sort of structure where you think it's over sooner than it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we get the revelation about the guy in the basement, and we get the family comes home early from their camping trip, and we have all the fighting. And then... There's this freaking amazing, like, scene of them all running around the house and hiding and moving. And I was reminded of all things of the Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that That That's was the straight. sort of, like, you know, or moving and hiding and yeah. running and staying in the periphery. And, like, that feels like it's close to the end of the movie, I think, when you're in it. Because the stakes are building so high and there's so much stress and tension. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no way this can keep going. And then it... Does and there's yeah. still and and we get the sort of lengthy preparation for the birthday party. Yeah. Well, even and then you get the heavy and heavy yeah. and heavy. Um, or the the husband and wife, the parks like having sex on the couch with three people under their dining or their their, yeah. their, their coffee table. It's like super tense but funny and mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does a good job of playing with that sort of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, with the guy behind me goes, this movie's real weird. He was he was not wrong. Um, and then after at the end, I I laughed because I I laugh at things. Um, I wrote it down. Let me pull up my note. What what did he type? Let's see if I can read it. Um, oh, first of all, the first thing I heard them say was during the trailer for one of the movies we watched mm-hmm. trailers for. I don't remember what it was. At the end of the trailer, he goes, that's Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck had been in the trailer the whole time and was very clearly Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing Ben Affleck. <laughs> At the end of the trailer, he goes, that's oh, Ben Affleck. Um, he said, I like it, but it's not It's not best picture. It's no best picture. It's no Irishman. Did he say that? He said that <laughs> in the movie theater during the credits. It's no Irishman. I haven't seen Irishman. I don't know anything about it. I, I mean, I know about it. I haven't seen it. But, like, Irishman is, like, the Scorsese's Scorsese movie. Yeah! <laughs> it's sort of the impression I get. And not that it's bad. It's probably really good. But <laughs> that was his reaction. But I'm used to seeing Scorsese movies, and I'm used to Scorsese <laughs> winning, and I can't imagine a world in which I mean, this strange fair, film could be better. Scorsese doesn't win very often. <laughs> Scorsese's won, like, once, and it was for The D- Departed, which is not his best film. But he is nominated. He gets nominated he's all like the time. White he's a director's director. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. up there with Tarantino. They both get lots of nominations. Yeah. And you go, oh, Tarantino made a movie? Guess it's nominated. Yeah. Also true yeah. this year. Right. <laughs> it's like they don't even have to work at it. They yeah. just need yeah. to put out the movie. Put out the movie. Oh. So that made me that made me laugh. Um yeah, he also I didn't understand it at the end of the movie. I didn't fully understand it. Um and they were trying to figure out like, well, did the did the sister die? Yes, like, that yes. was that was clear. Like, the sister was, like, did die. Was, yes, like there was nothing ambiguous about that. I don't think there was anything ambiguous about the film. No, but there's not a clear message or like a nice little wrap up. No, no, there's not. <laughs> it's a film you sit and you think about, <laughs> and you think about its possibilities and what it was, 
well, all the meanings that yeah. of of what came out of you think of the ending and and what yeah. it symbolizes. Oh man, that ending was hard. It hurt, hurt me. Yeah. Um. And you, well, yeah, and like the cycles of this, like oh, now we've got Mr. Kim is living in the basement. Um, probably like it's not super hundred percent. It's a little bit. I guess ambiguous. I said yeah. there was a lot of ambiguity there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly presented as if it's happening. Right. That he's stuck, he back, stuck into back into the basement. That's where he's been hiding. Which is what I guessed happened when they're like, yeah. he disappeared. I was we like, oh, he's in the basement. Um, um, he's sneaking up and getting food mm-hmm. and and sending out Morse messages, code message yeah. to his son. And we see the son write a letter back to him. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, the, I guess this is what's gonna bother the people who need a little nice, little wrapped up <laughs> gift. We we see him in a flip. What looks like a flash, flash forward. forward yeah. where he's made enough money where he can buy the house, mm-hmm. and then he can see his father yes. again and let his father free um, from the house. And it, it's filmed in such a way it doesn't seem like a flash forward at the moment. Like, may, like maybe it's it's maybe it's a little it could have ambiguous. Yeah. Um, I knew I I was noticing something was off when the father was coming up the stairs mm. um, because the the shelving looked weird. I can't I can't remember why. The shelving was weird. There's nothing on the shelves. Maybe that was they were it. moving into the oh, house. Oh yeah, never so mind. So there was yeah. nothing on the shelves. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Um. But so the son is writing his father this letter that that this says, is, "I'm going to save you." As we see it visually told, yes, as he narrates the letter, um, and then we come back to the like basement apartment where he's still writing it. He's not. He's not there. Made all the money. Yeah. So the questions for those who need a tightly <laughs> wrapped. The ending of Parasite. Explain. How did he get the letter to his father? <laughs> In Morse code. <laughs> Not an important question. Not an important question. Um, and, and probably, but what, did he get the house at the end? Did he... No. Make a lot of money and buy the house again. Not, not important. Not important. Not the point. Yeah. Not the point. Um, those are the things that might confuse. Yeah. Someone that was not important. Um, I think pretty clearly he's not going to make the money. No. Um, because I have they, no reason to expect that. The, the you know their best prospects have been conning and and making pizza boxes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think his father's, um, when they're in the shelter, mm-hmm. um, saying the best plan is no, no plan, plan because you make a plan and it'll and never go the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was depressing. So the son has, you know, <laughs> made this plan at the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, you and know, I don't have hope. I don't have all the hope at the end of this movie. No, no. There's no film. Yeah. There is, there's no hope. The cycle continues. Yeah. The cycle Absolutely. Well, and even then, continues. like his father, like his father could leave at any time. Like that is certainly an option. Um, he's not trapped in in a literal sense. Right. In the same way that the the previous occupant of that room could leave at any time. Right. Um, 
but is forced there by sort of these social pressures of like he's going to get arrested if he comes out. And I think the sort of the idea was that if Sun buys the house, he can come out and live up in the house. He mm-hmm. can't like go out in the world, but yes. it's so sequestered from everything that he can at least have some freedom and, and whatever. Yeah. But we don't know what happens to the father. We he don't. He could keep living in the house. He could get caught. He yeah. could die down there. Like, that is left open and it's not for your imagination. For the story. No. <laughs> it is not a tightly wrapped bundle. You just have to sit and think about what those, like, three options for yeah. the father means. And none of them are good. And none of them are good. <laughs> how did we get here? Yeah. How did and this happen? How is it going to happen? Yeah, how, what's when's it going to happen again? How's yeah. it going to change? Yeah. Um, oh man, it's a movie you're going to think about. <laughs> One of the, the the sequences that I really enjoyed was when they finally get out. The family has come home early yes. from camping because it's raining. It's raining too much. It's raining. What happens to the storm water? Stormwater always goes down. Oh, God, that was beautiful. And they're going down. They're going down a lot. You see them, these, like, wide shots of them going down yeah, all these huge these staircases stairs and all this and water cascading. Water, they're soaked in all of the storm drain water. Yeah. It's all going down. And where do we know that they live? Because we've the seen them. The basement They live in the basement. Yeah, the live in the basement. Yeah, ah. Uh. Like, so you where know does that water go? You know it's coming. Oh. You know, yeah. like they, they show it to you coming, and it's the same. It's literally the same tension of watching the guy come out and grab the knife at the end of the movie. It's that no. same tension. You know exactly where we're going to end up. Yeah, and it is not a good place. And yep, that's where the stormwater is. <laughs> it's flooded. It's filling their house. They're grabbing, you know, what they can. Yeah, the and mo- getting uh, out. The mother's like metal. And that stupid rock yeah. that is metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> this sister reaches up for what I thought was going to be like a little stash of money. That's what and I thought too. It was just a stash just of cigarettes because they don't have a stash of money yeah. to hide. Um, <laughs> oh, brutal. Everything's lost. Yep. And then. Yep. Um, and you see them, you know, the, the, that shot from above of them pushing like the door or the plank with all the stuff floating on it. Well, it's so, so, I mean, it's so super symbolic now at this moment in time to, as we look at climate change and the way that climate change is mostly, at most, at first, mm-hmm. going to horrifically affect um, low-income populations. Yeah, marginalized populations. Margin- yeah. People who have, who are not, who don't have security and safety already right. are going to be hit the worst first. So the first world nations are going to mm-hmm. be like the people at the, the, the house top of the, top the hill. hill. So yeah, so they can they can sit outside with their kid in it the pup tent. Ruins your camping trip, but <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, we'll throw a party tomorrow. The, yeah, all that water is not actually going to have an effect on yeah my life and my well being. Man, the more I talk about this, the more I like this movie. <laughs> well, and then also the fact that they do have this bunker and, and things yeah. they think about in climate change. Yes, um, so they. You know, the original architect of the house built a bunker, much like like a nuclear bunker yeah. in some your, U.S. houses. Your, uh, your panic room sort of thing. Right. This is the panic room if North Korea yeah. launches a missile. Or I think the other thing they said was the creditors come. Yes. <laughs> North Korea or the hmm. creditors. <laughs> yeah. 
But also this idea that the wealthy that will have an escape plan for yeah. climate change. Yeah. And go to Mars. Whatever. And whatever bad things happen. Yeah. Sometimes they have a metaphorical mm-hmm. um, bunker. You know, we have mm-hmm. a financial crisis. None yeah. of those bankers go to jail. Nope. They got out. They, they, had, they had that metaphorical bunker. Yeah. They were cool. Um, but of course, the, the Park family did not know that they were living on that bunker. No. Part of their obliviousness, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think of, so. Of, in general. Well, being unaware of it of that even being a need almost is sort of sort of metaphorical in that way um man it's a good one when the the palm d'or at can this year is that a good award i'm assuming it's the it's the a, biggest golden palm yeah it's the highest prize awarded at can film festival oh was the irishman nominated i don't know i don't <laughs> Just care kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can be nominated for it. I don't think it works that way. It's just if you show at can, it's no Irishman. It's no Irishman. Um, um, although can does have a longer history of recognizing non-English films yes. than the Academy does. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like can probably's got some problems. I don't know enough about it, but uh, yeah. Well, I think it's my favorite Academy Award-nominated film for Best Picture so far. Well, I don't know what else has been nominated. I don't remember. I think The Irishman is... Irishman. So here's the list. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So literally cool. Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino were on that list. Yeah. And I haven't seen the rest of the films. No, I haven't seen any of them. So this is my favorite one. Some some (laughs) of them, they are on my list of things to see. I want to see Jojo Rabbit. I want to see Little Women. Mm -hmm. I want to see... I want to see The Irishman. I kind of want to see... It's three hours long. It is three hours long. I I just don't think I can sit through that kind of masculine energy for three hours. (laughs) I respect that. Go right ahead, but I'm done. (laughs) I don't need to see that anymore. Not for for Amy. Um... Yeah. Oh, is it? Um, so, the Native American elements oh, in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I think they actually did something intentional. Yes. With, with it. I think so. Rather than um, just blindly adopting some American racism. Yeah, no, I, I got, there was enough of a feel that the movie knew what it was doing with that. Whether or not it actually did, Wasn't I it? think. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I think, like, it was used so well that I would be shocked if it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, and the idea of the the child in the family, of the Park family, sort of being entranced by this. Um, and, like, to the point of, like, having this teepee that he is sleeping mm-hmm. in. And they're planning this, like, fake ambush for his birthday party for excitement. Yeah. Well, and that Boone... Uh, Bong Joon Ho, the director. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had so many drugs. It's like I'm drunk. Um, Bong Joon Ho. He has a lot of connections to American films. He's not an isolated filmmaker no, no. by by, he's, he's, by any I means. Mean, Okja was from Netflix. Uh, was right. Netflix. It's not. He's not strictly making things for Korean audiences. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Well, I mean, Snowpiercer was a was I think an American production. Right. Too. It was like yeah. a by production. Yeah. So I I hit I remember talking to international students um, before when I was telling them about my dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think specifically some Korean students that yeah. I had been working with. Um, and, you know, telling them Thanksgiving myth and mm-hmm. I'm going to write about that. And they would tell me they learned about it in school. That's interesting. Like that was part of the American origin story. Yeah. And so the propaganda's working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like it's to the point that American, that that like bad American uh, <laughs> exceptionalism story has been sent out globally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And while we're questioning it here in the U.S. in our history curriculums, it has gone out unquestioned mm-hmm. in many other. As just the story. As just the story. Yeah. That's a blanket statement that I don't oh, have the I'm research. Sure. <laughs> to um, support. So I wondered in seeing, like, he's a Cub Scout, and they say the Cub Scouts are totally based on the American Indians. Which, there's and, a lot of truth to that, at least yeah, in the oh, BSA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Indian Country Today just did, like, uh, several stories on the Boy Scouts and Native American oh, really? appropriation. I would love to read that. Well, go to Indian Country Today. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so... That's there. So I didn't know if that was just something they were taking unquestioning about it. Because they don't live with the same history Mm -hmm. that we live with um, on a day-to-day basis. But... But it was certainly fascinating. Well, I think it was being subverted. Yeah. And I'm not sure how yet. Oh, there's literally a native... Like, I went to the... Indian country today because I was interested. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first things is talking about um, parasite review, native native yeah. nerd reviews, and parasite yeah. is the first one. Well, Indian country today has been doing a great job of. They've got like a a native movie critic. Um, yeah. they've they've really been expanding on on things. So if we did research, that would be a great place to read a review. Yeah. Um, of, he's he's of, not kind to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not a good representation. No. It's very. It's all. It's all stereotype. It's all the damaging stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. He said this was a tough to watch. Tough to watch for those parts. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if it goes with the obliviousness of the family. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, I can absolutely see that being why it was done that way. They also... There's an affinity for the U.S. in this film. Like, if you went to USC University... Oh, yeah. Oh, they got the TP from the U.S., so it's probably not going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, like, lines like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's something in the ending when... Both dads, Mr. Kim, Mr. Park, are in like you know His the plane, the Plains Indian headdress, and they are about to enact uh, scalping <laughs> yeah. at the birthday party. And then they're going to be stopped by the good one. Yeah, like that was the plan. Yeah, and then that's where all the violence happens, and you have yes. this, this like wordless emoting happening on their faces while they're in these yeah dr- dr- yeah well dresses. even i mean um 
Mr. Kim's like reaction to hearing the Mr. Park explain like this plan was a fascinating moment to watch. Right. He's not into it. He's and not into it at Mr. all. Mr. Park has to push him by saying, you know, look, this is we're, your job. we're paying you overtime. Yeah. You're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, that is literally followed up by very, very literal violence, uh, mimicking the sort of play violence they were planning or looking towards. So I don't know what these choices mean. I think that they were doing a thing in the movie. I don't think it was just blind following no, us. I think, I think it was intentional. But still very hard to watch. Yeah. Because it's so... I mean, I, I can see it, you know, in the in the same way of, you know, the, the sort of... It's not the same, but the sort of mindset of, like, what if this was blackface? You know, it doesn't... Like, using it effectively, when it's still coming from an exterior source... Is still going to be real hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be... Yeah. It's not that it can't be done well, but you're you're using those... They're not always yours to take back. Yeah. It also makes me think in, like, glow with the stereotypes. Yeah. Go. And I'm not sure that they're subversive. I go back and forth uh, of... Glow's am hard I gonna, to watch sometimes. Am I going to watch this? Because I don't... I don't know if this damaging stereotype is really worth the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. And I think most of the time it's not. Yeah. On Glow. Like, and I like Glow. The wrestling scenes in Glow are the, some of the hardest to watch. The, yeah. The, the stereotypes yeah. come out. I, yeah. And they're, they're, they're trying to do something with it, but it's, I don't think it's working. Yeah. You're um, going to bring out those stereotypes. You yeah. better have a very clear message of why you are doing that. Yeah. And I think the idea, going to Glow for a minute, because it's our podcast, we can talk about whatever we want. I think the idea on Glow is they're like, well, it's the women coming up with these stereotypes and these characters. And it was okay in the 80s. And it was okay in the 80s. It was, it was not, not okay, okay in the 80s. In the 80s. <laughs> it was not okay in the 80s. It's not okay now. Um,. And, like, looking at, like, well, why do they feel like these are the only characters they can create? And the show questions that a little bit, but not a yeah. lot. And it doesn't... And then they keep performing them for the rest of the series. Yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be tough. I think the racism we export in the U.S., it gets really hard to explain when yeah. other countries recycle it, it. Yeah. And using it and not seeing the race. They will... They Racism don't have it? that context. Right, they don't have... We have a we very export special... We the, the content, but not the context. Very, very special case of racism <laughs> in the U.S. Look, everyone else can be racist, too. We just do it differently in the U.S. <laughs> well, and then we export our culture. Yes. And that is part of our colonizing. Yeah, through media. World. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think... Bong Joon-ho was trying to do something with that that doesn't make it necessarily the right choice. Right. But I'm going to think about it. Because yeah. I got a lot of things. I got a lot of things to think about. To think about. There's a lot of thinking going on in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a good movie. It was a good movie. Good wasn't the Irishman. Wasn't the Irishman. Which is awesome. <laughs> I'd be really I'm mad if we could see it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. We turn on right now. Yeah. It's seven o'clock. We can be done by midnight. Nope. 
We can record another podcast about the Irishman. Well, and if you're talking about marketing places, Parasite's going to come out of a more indie space. It's a foreign film. Mm -hmm. Um... We went to see it at the more indie Oh yeah, we saw it Regal at the, theater. The, the Regal Theater for those artsy fartsy movies. Um which don't always get the Oscar no. noms. Well the, usually well, now, now that you get like ten Oscar up to ten oh. best pictures, you get a few of those in there now. Like Parasite. But these are all things contextually that tell me when I go into a film like Parasite, this is not going to be my straightforward mainstream. No. Film. Not even a Those. little bit. Yeah. Which you'd think the other people coming in, the guys behind us would know. This is not The Irishman. It's not on Netflix. I mean, it might be one day, but... Because um, Netflix has released a Bong Joon-ho film. Right. The Okja. Okja or Okja. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. I haven't seen the movie. Um, I should watch it. I'm, I'm sure it's good. Uh, yeah. Not The Irishman. Not going to win Best Picture. No, it might win best uh, international, international film. Yeah, I don't know the other. I don't either. I really don't care about the Oscars oh, I don't and the Golden Globes anymore. <laughs> this is why I'm being very like nonchalant. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool if it won. It's not definitely win. not uh, a an award ceremony for talent or skill. No, it is for politicking. It's for, who and, can who can buy the best award? Um. Yeah. 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 So don't put which is which has always been the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's got the better for your consideration campaign? Who's got the better gift bag? Where's cats? Uh, where's they cats? Pulled the- cats from your consideration. <laughs> you can no longer consider it. Oh, we should definitely consider cats. We should for something. Always consider cats. I mean, it's oh. gonna it's gonna get some raspberries. Yeah. And the golden raspberries are even a it's worse award. Be, I think it's gonna be shown forever. Yeah. People. It's, it's going to be, yeah, Rocky Horror Midnight <laughs> showings. Yeah. Speaking of uh, indie films in an art house theater, man, all of those trailers for movies we saw were super, like, indie art house movies. Well, that's because we were in the indie art I house. Know. But some of them were just, like, so indie art house movies. I don't even remember. There was one with Ben Affleck. That was The Way Back. Which I think is based on a book. I, I've heard the name The Way Back before. Oh, team. Gonna coach a team. And yeah. everyone's lives are gonna to improve. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. But indie-fied. There's, there's a bunch of movies called The Way Back. Yeah. 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 What Alcoholic. If, goes what teach young made, men basketball. Yeah. All of them learn something. Everybody learns. But it's yeah. an indie film, so it might it actually might go in a different track. It might. It's entirely possible. They could do something interesting with it. Um, we saw... I wrote it... A, it wrote down Severe, which is not the name of that movie. I think it might have been Severe... Severe... The... Kristen it's Stewart. drug brain. Kristen Stewart playing oh, actress. Oh, Yeah. Who got involved in, like, civil rights things. Seems fine. Yeah, it seemed like she was given a good performance. Oh, I saw. Whatever that was. So there was an anonymous article going around about the Oscars by some director from Hollywood, apparently. um, Talking about how bad Joker was. 
and um, it said the best acting award usually just means the most acting. So Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is a shoe in. <laughs> the most acting. Because he did the awesome. most acting. Awesome. It was not meant to be a compliment, but he uh, acted real hard. He acted. He, he did. He, he acted did. so hard, Amy. He acted so hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, I would put that scene of the two dads in headdresses up against anything Joaquin Phoenix did in Joker as a better performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't the most acting. It wasn't the most. <laughs> what else we got on our list? Uh, the assistant. Which oh, that, that actually looked it interesting. It looked interesting. It looked like, what if we made an indie film that was also like a thriller? <laughs> like, it looked like yeah. it was shot on like three sets in a weekend. Uh, it's sort of uh, that sort of perspective yeah. I had. It's like, we see the same offices. We see the same, like, it was like, we've got four people in our cast. We've got three offices mm-hmm. in a weekend. We're going to film this movie. Mm. That's what it felt like to me. doesn't mean it could be bad or not interesting. Um, but playing with some of those expectations and office politics. And things well, like it that. felt like it was going to be a Me Too, Time's Up. Yeah, like, absolutely in that space. Uh, young assistant takes it on, notices these things happening. Yeah. He does something. Uh, no Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. I don't yeah, know that, if that was Darling. part of the official trailers or part of Newbie. It might have been part of Newbie. Pre-show. Pre-show reel. Um, Pre-trailers, trailers. Looks like a James Bond movie. Yeah, that was He's on the run. He's dead, but he's back. I don't know if he died in the last movie. Somebody says, good to see you alive. Felicity. Time to bite. No time to bite. No time to bite. The new James Bond movie starring our cat. Yes. Uh, And then The Climb, which is not your normal buddy comedy movie. It's an indie buddy comedy (laughs) movie. That one is the one I was that, like, this is That is, is actually such... the pitch that they gave us for that film. I'm like, this is such a generic <laughs> indie comedy movie. <laughs> what if we made an indie buddy comedy, but they're like, weird. Yep. That's exactly what that and was. And they have emotions. <laughs> and one of them's a slob, and one of them's nice. I don't know. Sure, it's fine. I have a hard time with indie movies. A lot of them are great, and some of them are not. But I have a lot of trouble with indie movies in general. They just when they're all the same tone. When they're all, I I always think about uh, Sunshine Cleaning. You remember that one? I do, vaguely. Vaguely. Well, it's that sort of like vague, like two sisters start a business cleaning up murder scenes. I just say everything overly like the filmmaking is overly serious. It's real try hard. We're doing an art. We're doing doing an art. art. Enjoy our art. (laughs) We tried really hard. (laughs) You gonna bite me now? Yeah. We. I mean, we also watched the Birds of Prey trailer. I don't remember if that was in the pre-roll. I think that was because I think they were talking about like Harley Quinn just broke up with the Joker, so we were getting the little like talking head segments. Uh, That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know. Birds of Prey looks like it could be fun. DC hasn't made a good movie yet, but. Aquaman oh, wasn't buddy. terrible, so... Oh, buddy. It's hard to be a kitty. Yeah. DC has made, um... Like, Aquaman was fine. It was fine. Birds of Prey looks like it might be slightly better than fine. Yeah. It sticks over there. But I need to bite you. I know, here. I'll put you on my lap. That's always your favorite. Yeah. I'll hold yeah. you. Um... Yeah, Birds of Prey looked fine. I mean, it... 
it gave good trailer. Like, oh, DC hard, movies give good trailer. Oh, always. The freaking Suicide Squad trailer was great. Oh, the, I like the Wonder Woman one. Looks interesting. Oh, yeah. We did not see that today. Now we're just totally now going just, off whatever. topic. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> totally You're not our boss. going off topic. Um, well, Wonder Woman actually was a pretty good film. I didn't see it. I know the trailer. I, I thought it. I didn't see the trailer for Wonder Woman eighty four, which is what I thought you were gonna say. Oh, oh. Wonder Woman. I, Wonder Woman is a good film, bogged down by a mediocre third act. That's fair. That's fair. DC has a very low bar. Like <laughs> just getting over that low bar. Like oh, okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> so Parasite, great Parasite, movie. Great movie. Gonna be thinking about it. Yeah, definitely worth, worth, worth seeing. Um, it's available to rent and stream. Not stream. It's available to rent and buy digitally on lots of places now. Yeah, it's because it's been out in the theaters for a while. Yeah. so I think it's back in the theaters because, because of the, the Oscar. Oscar, which is fine. There and the, there was a good audience there. I was impressed. Yeah, as I was saying, on I, for some reason this week on all NPR when I listen to the radio, it'll be sponsored by Parasite, and then they say an Oscar eligible film. Oh, <laughs> and I don't understand why they don't say Oscar-nominated film, but well, maybe they're speaking to the people who are voting. I don't know. <laughs> is... That's funny. Oscar eligible. Oscar film. eligible. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to see Little Women. I'll watch The Irishman when Amy goes to bed. Cool. I'll awesome. tell you if it's worth it. It's not. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Does it even have a woman in the cast? Somewhere, I'm sure it has a woman. It's probably a waitress. Isn't it all in a coffee shop? Well, it's, like, it's over like 30 years because <laughs> right. we de-aged all these guys. So we have to make them sit So because people we can't <laughs> computerize their movements from looking aged. Yeah, re-watching um, Captain Marvel this last time. I could definitely tell Sam Jackson was not in his 30s. <laughs> Sometimes when he's like bending down to touch the cat or whatever. Uh, Alright, cast. Uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel, Ray Romano, Bobby Cannavale, Anna Paquin plays older Peggy Sheeran. <laughs> okay. Who plays younger Peggy uh, Sheeran? Stephanie Kurtzba plays Irene Sheeran. Catherine Narducci plays Carrie Buffalino. Uh, I got older Dolores Sheeran. Uh, young Perry Sheeran is played by Lucy Galena. Look, we got, we got, we, we didn't de-age these women. We just had <laughs> different people play them. <laughs> I don't cool. know. Cool. We finished talking about the Parasite, so you can turn the podcast, turn the podcast off, off whenever, because we're just having fun right now. All right. Ouch! Well, <laughs> Say goodnight. Ouch! Say goodnight, not ouch. Ouch doesn't work. <laughs> she just coming yeah, it sounds like it hurt. So say goodnight, Felicity. Say goodnight. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr.